What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Domina Ava After Dark. It is currently 3 a.m. my time on a Friday, and I felt obligated and also inspired to do a podcast. Yes, I feel like I got shot out of a cannon. What the fuck is 3 a.m.? Here we go. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to air this. <laughs> Uh, because I don't know, it's 3am and, um, I feel like I said inspired, uh, I am sober, FYI, uh, it's just that, um, I have a bunch of thoughts in my mind and I wanted to get them out and I thought, why not make this into a podcast? Why the fuck not? So as I'm talking, I'm getting ready for bed, which I should be and should have, I should have hours ago, but here we are. Okay, so we're going to talk about cystication. Um, there's a whole bunch of reasons why I want to touch on this. The first one is that cystification has been growing at an exponential rate. Uh, excuse the background noise. I, like I said, I'm getting ready for bed. So it's been growing at an exponential rate. Why? Why, you ask, Why? It's because society is emasculating men, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. And I, I actually have begun to feel so much empathy for men, which is unlike many, many of the practitioners within my field. It's more common than not for women to begin to hate men who are dominatrixes. If they didn't go into it not liking men in the first place, well, guess what? If you're not thick-skinned enough, and you're met with a lot of adversity, which I am and other women are, in the field of BDSM, if you can't handle that adverse or adversity, then guess what? You're gonna end up on your ass and you're going to end up resentful and bitter and angry. And truth be told, it's easy for everybody to end up bitter, resentful, and angry. Um, I'm seeing more and more middle-aged men, it used to be women that were cliche, you know, bitter and angry and middle-aged. Nowadays, I'm seeing it with men. Almost more. It's really disgusting. It's yucky. Yucky, yucky, yucky. And another thing, back to my major point at hand, as to the growth of cystification, <clears throat> uh, I'm seeing a lot of bitter, angry, and resentful middle-aged men, and that is because there is this emasculation of men um, in society, like I was saying before. So... Uh, women are going around saying, you know, I need you to do this. I need you to be this. I need you to be, you know, uh, more feminine in these ways. I need, like, they're basically like molding men, shaming them. Society's doing it too with this whole toxic masculinity movement. Um, we're castrating our men. <laughs> we're not allowing them to be men. Um, Men have to wear, I've talked about it before, I'll say it again, this, you know, this coat of armor, this 
coat of armor since they were, since you, you or they were young, 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 you know, suck it up, don't be pussy, don't cry, come on. Stuff those fucking feelings deep, deep down. Don't let them show. You're gonna look weak and that's pathetic. Um, and you know, without vulnerability, there's no connection. So what's happening is these men, they have to suit up every day and they need an outlet, right? They need an outlet and it seems as though the world is shaming them for being masculine and then shaming them when they're not masculine enough and they don't know where they stand and they're very confused and we're in a fucking mess, right? There's a lot of messiness when it comes to gender lately. It's wild. Um, I personally am very excited about the sissy play. I fucking love it. It does not mean the man is gay, has gay proclivities, um, you know, wants to be a woman. There's all different types of sissies. There's sissies that maybe do want to be a woman. And I have seen some sissies actually, um, you know, uh, become transgender. I definitely have over the years. Uh, there's all different types. There's types of sissies who like to wear wigs and makeup. There's sissies who like to wear big fake titties and, you know, they're classified as bimbos within the within the BDSM world, you know, they want to seem like, you know, kind of like big titty dumb blondes or whatever. There's sissies that just like to wear panties. That's it. And who don't like to even get, you know, pegged. Like just cause you're a sissy doesn't mean you like to get pegged. <laughs> Fuck no. You can be a sissy and not want to get pegged. There's all kinds. There's kinds that, like I said, it just runs the gamut. So but with the ones that are, you know, very masculine, quintessential masculine boss man, and maybe you're married and, you know, married. This is just an example for 20, 30, 40 years. And you just want to escape the reality of having to make all the decisions at work and at home and, and like with your partner and your kids and oh my god it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure and uh i provide an escape a much 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 needed escape so when people leave me they often feel more free um which is exactly the opposite of going to see an escort right if any of you have gone to see an escort um, you leave feeling dirty, you've got that post-nut clarity, you end up feeling icky, 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 uh, because you are sharing energies with somebody who did not feel good about themselves, does not feel good about themselves at all, shares themselves with whoever pays them. A dominatrix is exactly, exactly, exactly the opposite. <laughs> if a dom is doing it correctly, She's exactly the opposite. So that is to say, oh, well, I can only use myself for example, that I'm the pimp. <laughs> I'm the one that uses you. And uh, then I toss you out. You're gonna be better for it. It's a reverse power ploy. It's a 
power exchange is healthy, especially if you want to not be in power. <laughs> and what better way to not be in power than to be a sissy? I can't think of a better way. There's many ways, but sissification, that's a pretty fucking great way. Um, and you know, sissies approach it in all different ways. Like I said earlier, but there's all different kinds of sissies. There's all different reasons for sissies too. All different reasons. Some men want to be sissies because uh, they find it to be pathetic to want to be a woman. <laughs> Maybe they're hyper masculine. You know, they want to really be humiliated. And so they figure the best way to be humiliated is to be a woman, which, let's face it, that's not my favorite type of sissy. Like, that's fucking for sure. I'll fuck with that for sure. And by fuck with that, I mean, I'll, I'll use my dick and fuck with that. Um, if you think that's humiliating... <laughs> to be a sissy and uh, that's why you did that's okay that's okay that's okay I have no problem with that you know and all uh, there's sissies who come at it you know because they just they want to feel disempowered and they want to feel like something different and they want to experience what it's like to be a woman it's a way different experience it's a way different experience I mean, to be vulnerable and to ask to take dick and to suck a cock and to be pretty and be underneath a powerful woman. That's tantalizing. That's, ex that's exciting, especially if it's not something that you normally do or used to doing. It's comforting even, like it really is. Um, you know, there's sissies that, it, like, I don't need to run the whole gamut, but everybody comes at it, you know, relatively different, but those are two mainstream ways of coming at sissification. Um, for a lot of the clients that I've seen over the years, uh, but, um, I think it's just a way to sort of like experience something other than yourself, experience like a softer, more vulnerable, exciting part of yourself that, you don't get to experience in the outside world. And I offer a way for men to experience it. <laughs> and that's exciting and that's fun. And you learn a lot about yourself when you play. You know, a lot of psychology has proven, dig into this, has proven that people who involve play within their life, uh, they're healthier physically, mentally, emotionally, um, they live longer, they're happier, they have better connections with other people. And that also goes for BDSM as well. Um, the bigger umbrella of play. Um, so I feel so privileged to be within the realms of like, you know, my business is play. And uh, God, I'm so lucky. I'm so, so, so lucky. People get to come to me and they get to tell me their deepest, darkest secrets and I get to play with them and 
see them in different light and liberate them and uh, make them feel free. If only for an hour or two or hours after, or maybe for a lifetime, who knows? And so I feel very much privileged that. So I'm gonna double back to what society is doing to men and why sissification has grown. Um, yeah, so there's very much a movement, you know, of this toxic masculinity and, you know, this sort of, this is a beat down of especially Caucasian men, like they're getting it hard. Um, and so I'm seeing a real uptick in sissification and, you know, I feel like it's an obligation of mine to, to provide, you know, a sort of therapy for these people. I'm not dressing it up. That's what this is. Um, it's very much a privilege for me. So recently I, uh, I decided to try my hand at actually dating, <laughs> dating, and um, along comes a guy who I had a crush on as a client, but I don't cross any lines when I'm a dominatrix, I don't cross any lines when I wear my dom hat, it's professionalism, even if I feel a real deep connection and somebody's very attractive to me. I don't cross any of those lines because I don't, I feel like that would be, uh, that would leave that person very much um, confused sometimes and feeling like the, the whole experience wasn't what it should be. And I don't wanna do that to anyone. I take great pride at what I do and so, yeah, so I, I have a lot of boundaries. And uh, so recently I met a person online who was a client of mine who I had a crush on, although he did not know. Um, and he approached me. And so I've been thinking about this. We have not gone out on a date yet, but he came to me as a sissy which to me, I liked. I really, really, really liked. Um, however, I've been giving it some thought that on my online profile, I said very explicitly that I'm looking for a man. <laughs> and so, you know, man. And so that is true. I am looking for a man. Somebody who isn't scared to be himself, somebody who feels good in his own footing, somebody who isn't beaten down and angry and bitter. I'm not digging that. <laughs> I want somebody who remains excited and doesn't feel ashamed of his masculinity. Because you can be both and you can be a sissy and be a man. Like, can you imagine? You can. You can be a sissy and be gay. You can be a sissy and be straight. You can be a sissy and be bi. You can be a sissy, but you can totally be a 
fucking sissy and be a motherfucking man. And um, although I haven't broached the subject with him quite yet, and I want to, I definitely want to, but it's complicated. It's, it's so new. You know, I started thinking about, I started giving it some thought tonight. Like I started definitely giving it some thought. Like, how do I tell him that although he came to me as a sissy and although my profile says like I'm looking for a man, like capital M-A-N, like that doesn't negate the fact that I don't mind a man who can be a sissy in the bedroom. Oh, hell no. In fact, play as luck should have it. BDSM and play and all of that stuff in the bedroom brings a couple closer together. Closer together, have less shame. So I'm hoping this man has the insights to know this and not want to try to prove himself in these ways. And I'm sure I'm overthinking things. Hey, I have a tendency to do that. I feel like a lot of us do, right? A lot of us do. A lot of us overthink things. Um, but I, you know, I want to get my thoughts out there. I think that there's a lot... There's just a lot of of confusion out there. There's, you know, I had a man actually come to me um, last night for a session, and he had been married for over 20 years and has um, an older daughter and son. He's still married. Um... I was his first dominatrix session. So I was the first dom, like I said, he's ever seen. Um, And he was kind of a cowboy. He was not kind of. He was a cowboy, like a cowboy guy. And, um, you know, he he came in. He said he wanted to experience this vacation. and, And then he gave these disclaimers, like, but I don't like men. And, you know, I really don't. I really don't. I don't like men. Um, I've never been with a man. I don't. And I stopped him after a while and I said, listen, this, this isn't that like, don't conflate them. Don't conflate them. And in your specific case, uh, you would, you want to experience being a sissy maybe for reasons like you just want to feel like, you know, you want to understand what it's like to be vulnerable and be a female and be penetrated and um (laughs) and be emasculated in this instance but in a safe zone where you can leave and you can be a man but you're exercising your your quote-unquote demons (laughs) whatever you want to call it you're like you're getting your kinks your kink needs met and then and then you can go about your life and feel good and feel liberated and free it doesn't mean that you <laughs> that you're gay or anything like that not at all quite the contrary you know and you know a side note um porn porn sales and porn stars porn that sells uh it sells because the guys dong is big the guy's cock is big when you men watch porn 
You predominantly look are looking for big dicks. You're not like a s- searching for porn, like <laughs> just like analyzing pussies. Like not all the time. No, sometimes sure. But the big dick porn, yeah, that shit sells. That shit sells. And when guy, when whether you guys admit it or not to yourselves, when you're watching porn, you're looking at the guy's dick. And you're looking at pussies too, sure. But um, dicks. And so that doesn't mean you're gay. And there's nothing wrong with being gay either. Like, who cares? But, um, you know, it's easy for people to conflate, like, a lot of this stuff. And and um, it's not black or white. There's so many shades of gray. Um, but there shouldn't be too much gray. If you're if you're heterosexual and you're a sissy and you're you don't have any any uh, you know any want for a cock or anything like that in real life and, and you want a dominatrix to fuck you like with her big dick there's that's fine man that's more than fine that's fucking heterosexual as fuck by the way. <laughs> But if you're, if, if you're anywhere in between, like if you're like, you know, anywhere on the spectrum, like if you're a sissy and you run a transition, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like at all, I've seen a lot of that and I've supported a lot of that and that's, that's just as well. But I find that the shame presides. It really, really is so prevalent amongst heterosexual men who just want like an escape and want to feel vulnerable and maybe want to wear a pair of soft panties. Like women's panties are the fucking best. You know, they're soft and they have lace and they feel nice and they, they're comfortable. You know, can you stack that up against like a pair of tidy whities like Yo, it's no comparison. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to put this message out there. And also, I feel like it's badly needed. Um, there's so much confusion around it. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, wait, wait. I didn't finish my story about the guy, the cowboy who came to see me last night. Oh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. Um, the cowboy who came to come see me last night um, he'd been married for 20 years and I was this first session at the end of it. We were talking about, you know, the fact that he is, uh, he's a father and, um, his daughter's older. And, and I said, I bet you were the best father for your daughter. Like, I bet you like were the type of father who like combed her hair and put her hair in a ponytail and all of this. Like I was thinking, like I could picture him that way, you know? I was thinking, I bet you're that kind of dad because there's great dads out there who do that for their daughter. And I love it. I love it. And so this guy, you know what he says? He says, no, 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 quite the contrary. He said, I was the type of dad. And he said it like he was bragging, by the way, like he was bragging. I was the type of dad that when I taught my daughter how to bike ride, uh, when she would fall... I went and she was crying when she was young. Obviously, taught her how to bike ride. Um, 
I wouldn't go and hold her. I wouldn't go and make sure she was okay. I would just stand afar and tell her to get up. Um, that broke my heart. <laughs> uh, when a child is crying, <laughs> that means a child needs you. A child needs comfort. Just like when adults are crying, they need comfort. They need someone to hold them. They need someone with compassion, someone who cares. But it's 10, it's a zillion times worse when it's a child. Because child's, children have big feelings and they're learning their way through the world and they haven't become resistant and resilient yet. Um, so when I heard that, as he's sitting in front of me in a wig and lingerie. The only thing I could think to myself was, gosh, I wish, I wish you would have come to see me earlier. I wish you would have found your sissy side earlier. Um, and then it occurred to me afterwards, I thought to myself, sissification actually <laughs> turns men into better humans. Like it does. It turns men into better humans. Uh, when I had that realization, I thought to myself, oh my gosh. Like had he learned how to be a sissy beforehand and be vulnerable and be in touch with his vulnerable self and be out of this like world of like having to be tough and put on a mask every day and you know, wear his coat of armor. If he could just have access, like a vulnerable part of himself, then he would have saw that in his daughter and would have been a better father. Can you imagine? Like, and I mean this, like, and I hope that you listeners can understand this. Like, like I feel like you're able to access a part of yourself, you men, that you may not be able to access. Unless you experience it, experience being a sissy with somebody you trust. Um, if it's not for you, if it doesn't appeal to you, that's totally okay. Don't go there. But um, there's tremendous appeal to it. I see a real upswing and there's good reason. You know, helps you uh, take off all that masculine armor and feel less shame for being a man, actually, which is wild. It's wild. Can you imagine? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, it helps you feel less shame, you know, um, about being a man. <laughs> and it helps you get in touch with your softer side. And... um when you're done, you know, with your experience, you know, by my estimation of being a sissy, you can go out there into the world and put that coat of armor back on if you like or not, or be softer. It's okay. But um, it's better just to like sort of soften. And as a professional dominatrix, you know, the world of dominating like I said earlier, has done almost exactly the opposite to me as it has most women in my field. Most women in my field become 
like I said, er, very bitter and angry and resentful and hate men. For me, it's encouraged me to understand men more, a lot more. And um, you guys don't have it so easy, you know. You know, I'm tearing up. (laughs) Guys don't have it so easy. You know, women don't understand that the plight of men is just a life of constant ejection. (laughs) It's a life of, for most men, quiet desperation. You know, of bearing your feelings and like being rejected by women but having to get back up and like act like you were never rejected 50, 100 times, however many times and approach a new woman or a new man or whatever have you. Just as though you've never been rejected. It's fucking crazy. You know, it's... Yeah, my hat's off to you guys. Like, really. So... You know, um, like I said, being a dominatrix <laughs> by the name of Savage has has encouraged me to understand men better and to have compassion for them and uh, feel a little bit of um, discernment. Um, little bit of resentment towards a lot of what society is doing to you guys so just so you know there's there's nothing wrong with exploring your kinks there's nothing wrong with it in fact it's super healthy and those of you who have the inclination I encourage you to experience you know that, that other side of you, I think it helps for a more fully developed human. And I think that's a very positive thing. So I think that's a good place to stop my rambling for tonight. Um, I hope you've enjoyed my podcast. Uh, if you have, go ahead and feel free to give me a rating. Um, I would love a five-star rating. Um, but yeah. You guys, you guys asked for it, and here it is. I, I get a lot of requests, and a lot of, you know, previous polls indicate that yeah, cessification is a topic that you guys would like me to explore more. So, uh, I will explore even more uh, in the upcoming shows. Um, however, this is a late night rambling. I'm gonna listen to it through and see if I even want to post it um, when I'm not so tired and. Uh, We'll take it from there. If you want to find me, I'm on Domina Ava Savage on everything. Uh, Domina Ava Savage 1, though, on Instagram. Um, Domina Ava Savage at Gmail. DominaAvaSavage.com and so on and so forth. Um, I said in last week's episode that uh, I launched uh, Loyal Fans because I'm tired of the forced compliance with uh, OnlyFans. So um, I'm going to start really digging my teeth in there. And then also I'm going ham, motherfucker. I'm going ham. What's ham? Hot as a motherfucker, if you're not familiar. But I'm going to go ham on my Clips for Sale site. 
I'm starting to really upload a lot, so stay tuned for that. Uh, if you or look at that, if you haven't already, I've got some crazy ass awesome clips. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I hope I hope you all enjoyed this show and uh, and have a good day, good night, good afternoon, wherever you are. I'm out. Bye.